everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Kaz. And today on the show, I have Eddie Johnson. How you doing, Eddie? I'm good, Kaz. How you doing, my guy? So good to see you, bro. Great so to see you to too, see man. All right, so to start off the podcast, um, just to give you guys a little background information on how I know Eddie, uh, when I was in high school, I used to go to a club called Young Life, which basically was an after-school yeah. after club. Um, well, kind of after school. It was more like evening. And you'd go there as a Christian uh, Christian youth group type of club and, you know, just fellowship and have a good time with, with yeah. around other young people. And um, before the podcast, me and Eddie were actually just talking about how it's really awesome to have places to go like yeah. that when you're young that are just positive. And if you wanted to, you know, elaborate a little bit on that because you, you're the one to part of it. <laughs> yeah, man, no. Yeah, so uh, so two two things I like to say. Number one, we'll give you the technical stuff um, out, of, out of the way. So if you, Young Life is an international organization. Um, it's actually, I just heard the stat. I don't remember the exact numbers, but there's actually more uh, adolescents, so, you know, teenagers, uh, involved in Young Life in Africa than there are in the United States of America. In Young is, Life. In Young Life, yeah. Because wow. Young Life Africa, like, blew up um, uh, a handful of years ago. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. But the technical side is Young Life is an international organization literally all around the world where the whole idea is that we, you find adults who care, adults who love Jesus and who care about the next generation and who are willing to invest in it. And the idea behind Young Life is you build a relationship with young people and regardless of their, you, you share Jesus with them just by who you are and the relationship you have with them. And you do that by showing them um, healthy relationships, giving them fun, adventure, sharing the gospel with them, sharing your lives with them. And regardless of their response, so they would respond well, they may not respond well. You continue to love them and you continue to have the relationship. That's the technical side. The For me, the, uh, the, the emotional side, the part that keeps me going is, man, I, I have just seen in my life and I, I love, uh, I have found a lot of love working with adults. But my love for people really started working with young people. Even when I was a high school student, I mentored and tutored middle school kids, right? Uh, when I was in college, I worked with high school kids wow. and so, so on and so forth. So you've been doing it for a while then. So on and so forth. Yes, for a long time. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, I was a math tutor for seventh graders or eighth graders. I forget when I was a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. And then my upperclassmen years, I helped do a, a Friday night, kind of a late night at the Y thing. Um, and we would get literally we get 800 middle schoolers to this skateboard, basketball, three on three tournaments. It was called Impact in Tacoma, Washington in the 90s. So if you grew up in Tacoma in the 90s, we were actually in the News Tribune. We were the hottest thing going. And I was a part of that for uh, my junior, senior year and a couple years out of out of high school. And basically for me, that's why I do Young Life, because mm -hmm. when you can see the life of a young person change, man, it does something to you. It takes you to a next level. Um two quotes that inspired me. Number one is uh, one of my mentors always said, uh, kids are like wet cement. Whoever touches them first uh, will leave a lasting impression. Mm. And another one, uh, a pastor friend of mine said, um, I'd rather train a child than try to fix an adult. Right. That's you know? a very good point. Yeah. I was going to ask you on that. Like, do you think, <laughs> a, a, do you think a part of it has been, um, just like with, with the youth, like, do, do you think a big motivation with it is like, wow, I can really make, like you said, an impact because yeah. when you're young, like that's so, that's so true. You soak everything up. I mean, yeah. if you really want to change somebody and give them good, you know, just good moral, just good things to take with them into the world, the best time to do it is the youth. Now you can do it when people get older, yeah. but unless they're really willing to change and willing to 
adapt and take those new things in. It's it's really difficult to do. It is, bro. It truly is. It's uh, I'm getting congested now. Hold on one second. <coughs> You're all right. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man. No, it really it it really is true. There's just something about. I mean, I mean, I'm an adult, so I just turned 39, right? Mm-hmm. And I still feel young. I still feel vibrant. But I'm definitely way more set in my ways now than I was when I was 29 or 19. Mm-hmm. And that's just life. You're aware of it, though. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and man, thank God I'm aware of it. And I think that's what keeps us healthy is when you're aware of the fact, like, I still, I, I think, I think adults do themselves a disservice when they forget what it was like to be a kid. Okay. And here, Very let me explain point. that. Their generation is like your generation is different than mine. We have a twenty year gap in age, yeah. and so technology, literally, yeah, <laughs> literally, 19, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So technology, everything, media, entertainment, it's different. Um, now, granted, it's not as different than me and you versus someone who lived sixty plus years ago, but it's but it's still it's it's nuanced, but it's different. But I still tap into that those fears, those joys, those insecurities that I had as a 13, 14, 15 year old. And that helps remind me of the perspective I need to have when I'm working with adolescents, when I'm working with teenagers. So for me, two reasons why I believe this is such a big deal to me is number one, my dad died when I was six years old. And so I think even before I became a Christian, um, I had a, um, a desire. I had an awareness of, this may sound more, but I had awareness of my mortality, my fragility as a human being. And I was always just aware of the world around me. So that made my relationships um, important to me. Like I've always highly valued deep relationships and deep connections. And then you flash forward when I was 15 years old, um, I met Jesus for the first time and I radically became a believer and I chose to do it. No one forced me to go to church. Well, my sister kind of did at first, but, <laughs> but I chose the whole Jesus Christian church thing. Yeah. And when I did that, I made a choice and that almost like made sense of my life a little bit because I took this passion that I didn't fully know I had. I melded it with this love for people that I believe that uh, a salvation experience gives you. I believe it does, gives you a desire to love God and love others. Right. Mm-hmm two greatest commandments, love God, love people. And all of a sudden now it's like my life makes sense or what I do in my life needs to be attached to these things. I need to love God. I need to love well. And if I'm going to do that, I want to lead people well as well. I want to encourage people. I want to keep relationships going. One of the biggest bummers of COVID we said earlier before we started recording COVID sucks is, uh, and because my wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. I've, I feel bad because I've kind of lost contact a little bit with guys like you and John and some of the other guys. And you can't some, help it. You know, yeah, it's, it sucks, on. but I'm going to make sure that, part of the reason I want to jump on this pod, I want to make sure that moving forward, even with a new baby coming, even with a lot of stuff happening in life, COVID and all that, like we make sure we stay connected to guys like you who I believe are doing really cool things. Thank you for that. No, I really appreciate it because like you said, man, COVID, I mean, there's a lot of stuff just with what you said that like very true. Um, And the first thing, just because I want to backtrack a little bit on that. um, The first first thing I got to say is I'm really with you on what you said about like – when you had to make that decision at a young age that I'm going to go follow God. And I, and I, I see that being so true in the sense of like, you know, if you grew up in a Christian household or if you don't, uh, regardless, whatever it might be, you're going to get like, okay, like come to church with this, this, you know, okay, I'm going, I, I go every Sunday, you know, it's almost like it's not real until you really make it yours. Yeah. As you said, until you make something yours, it isn't real in my opinion. Yeah. And it sounds like that's, that's, that's how you think as well. And, 
I mean, when you make something for yourself, it's like a, it's not even like when you make a promise to, to somebody that, Hey, um, you know, I'll be at your basketball game this weekend. It's, it's like when, when you tell to yourself, like I'm going to this basketball yeah. game this weekend, if you lie to yourself on that mm-hmm. or you fall short, you're going to yeah. feel a lot worse than even yeah. falling short for another person. Mm-hmm. So making those self commitment commitments is a really important thing when you're, when you're, um, stepping into something that is as big as, you know, taking God into your life or whatever yeah. it might, you know, just whatever somebody decides to take, um, to take on with their life. But, um, also to follow through with the other part <laughs> with COVID and how yeah. you said like disconnected this, that's so true. And part of the reason, like we talked about, uh, before why it's been hard to get people on the show in person because people are busy, their own lives combined with just COVID and kind of, yeah. you know, you know, the connection's just not as there, not there as much, but it's been really awesome to be able to, to get you on so we can just talk about some of this stuff. And you just giving me the history of young life's been really cool. Cause um, as I told you before that my dad used to be part of young life and I didn't really even know that much about young life um, until I, until I joined and I started talking to my dad a little bit and then have yeah. you on today and you educate me even more about it. And I'd like for anybody listening, if you're trying to um, grow in your relationship with God yeah. or you're curious, Eddie definitely can tell you if you want to tell him, you know, just, yeah, man, I, no matter where you're join. at. <laughs> yeah. If you're, I mean, literally, like I said, it's, it's around the United States of America in almost um, definitely in every state and in a lot of communities. So you may not have one locally, but uh, definitely you can literally just type in young life in the search bar and look for a young life in your area, type in your zip code, your city, your town, whatever. Uh, if you're in Lakewood, still a come Tacoma, the two, five, three of Washington, man, we have, um, we have young life uh, uh, ministries in Lakewood, still come. That's where we are. Uh, Tacoma, uh, Puyallup, uh, Olympia, Lacey, uh, Gig Harbor, um, uh, basically every community. I, th- I mean, literally, like if you go up and down the I-5 corridor from from uh, the uh, Washington, Oregon border mm-hmm. up all the way up to the Washington, Canada border, there's pretty much young life in every community along the I-5 corridor. And that's corridor. just one state. And that's just one state, right? And we have, and I know a lot of those folks, you know, here's the thing. And, and we can, I, I don't want to dictate where we go, but one of the things I hear a lot is, you know, how can I trust these people or how can I trust, you know, um, or, you know, I don't know about religion or God or whatever, you know, here's what I'll say, man, nobody's perfect, but I know the folks who lead young life in my community, my, my, uh, Pacific Northwest community, my Western Washington community, man, they love God and they love people for real. They're not perfect, but they're the realest people I know. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fun things has been to get to know a lot of these folks is to see, I mean, I, I got a buddy who does juvenile uh, detention young life um, uh, down in the Centralia area. We got folks who are in the suburbs. We got folks who are in the hood. We got folks who are out there in Rainier Beach in Seattle. We got folks who are in the sticks and in small towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I talk to these folks on the regular and I can see and hear their passion for people and for Jesus. And it's inspiring. Wow. All right. So now I wanted to ask you just more, you know, uh, personally about you. I know yeah. that uh, when I was in Young Life, you told me that you're from New York. You're like mm-hmm. a diehard Giants fan, Yankees diehard. fan. Yankees, <laughs> Giants, Knicks. And, and if I watch hockey, the Rangers, why not? We'll throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. So um, when did you come to Lakewood? Just in this area, just watching. Yeah, Rangers, man. So. I was about 10 years old. Um, uh, was that fifth grade range? I moved to to Washington. My dad passed away, like I said, when I was six. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So right around after that time? Yeah, shortly after that. Um, A lot of family in New York, still a lot of family trying to get back there this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just back there twice last year. It was, got to squeeze in once for fun and once for a death in the family. Um, And, uh, but yeah, we moved here uh, because my uncle was stationed at Fort Lewis or JBLM. Uh, my mom's brother and you know, Washington's a lot lower cost of living and you know, you got more green grass, picket fences, the whole nine versus the concrete jungle of Bronx, oh, yeah. New York. It's a whole nother, East it's Coast a whole nother world, Coast, especially oh, Northwest. Man. It's di- way different. Yeah, man. So we moved out here. I hated it until I was about, um, in high school. Honestly, I pretty much hated it here. I had great friends, but I just, it never felt like home yeah. until, um, about my freshman, sophomore year of high school is when it finally started feeling like home. It's a strange thing when you leave the place you're born, um, because there's always some resentment and you feel like you were taken out of the place you were mm-hmm. meant to be. It's a funny story because I, um, somewhat similar. I moved to Florida. I was born in yeah. Tacoma mm-hmm. and I moved to Florida with my, my parents. We ended up moving there when I was in I think around second grade. Yeah, yeah. second grade because uh, we came like my summer going. Yeah, summer going into second grade. We moved down to Florida because my older sister was there. And we went down there and I was pretty much living there from second grade up into my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So literally like yeah. that's like basically growing up somewhere. And the whole time I remember living in Florida, I was always like Seattle. I want to go back to Seattle. Like, man, that's my home. Seahawks, this, that, yeah. the other. And then it's funny enough because um, then we end up moving here when I was a sophomore and been here since. Yeah. And it's like, I love Washington. Don't get me wrong. Cause my family's up here, everything. But I realized like, you know, there is a part of me, a big part of me that very much appreciates Florida and the time I spent there. And I yeah. do view that a lot as my home. People say, Oh, your child's the place I say, I honestly now say Florida. But when it was funny, cause when I was growing up mm-hmm. in Florida, I would always say Washington. Yeah. And I think I'm actually going back there uh, this summer to, to visit. And because there's just a part of me is just like, man, there's actually a lot of stuff I missed down there, yeah. like friends, experiences, the weather. I mean, it's just it's a different world, just like how you told me New York is. And it's just cool when you can get to an appreciation point, yeah. you know, because it's funny, like you said, you're young and it's it's almost like a, a resentment, like, oh, like I want to go back or I hate it here, yeah. this, that, the other. But when you can appreciate it, it's, it's pretty awesome because. U.S. is such a big country. There's so much to oh, offer. Oh, there's so much. Yeah. I moved away from Washington for about seven years in my 20s uh-huh. and never thought I'd come back, or at least not permanently. Um, but when I moved back, man, I was like, nah, this is you, home. You know, yeah, yeah, like you appreciate it differently. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. whenever you go on a trip and then you fly back into Washington mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, yeah I'm man. back. <laughs> you see that Mount Rainier. Yeah, you see different. the city of Seattle. Man, this, I tell, yo, Hey, okay, I don't know where you're from. If you're not from the Pacific Northwest, maybe you're thinking it rains all the time. But I'm gonna tell you, it rains a lot. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, no cap, right? Yeah. Um, but this is the most beautiful. It's it's top five most beautiful regions of the country, in my no opinion. Um, we don't have those beautiful sandy beaches like San Diego or Hawaii or Florida. But we have just about every other climate. Like we have a rainforest. Like we have parts of the state that are rainforest. The only rainforest, um, other than the Amazon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We have desert. We have mountains. Everything. We have coast. We have skiing. Yeah, we have literally. swimming. We have. You can. Uh, one of the things I'm trying to do uh, next year, or in the next two years, you know, when my uh, my baby girl comes and she's aware, uh, I want to go whale watching. You can go watching orca whales. Just like an hour, hour and a half away from where we're sitting right now. Maybe more than that. Maybe I two hours. Yeah, man, you can go. And so that's one of the things that's on my bucket list. So it's a beautiful. So if you don't live here, come visit. If you don't live here, 
don't move here because you know making property values go up and I'm trying to buy a house so chill out <laughs> <laughs> for real property woo, it's going up right it's now. going up because it's a great place to live yeah people are finding it people are finding people are finding the secret spot yep. but no yeah Washington but if you are going to visit I gotta say if you've never been here come yeah. in the summertime come in the summer come in the summer don't come right now yeah don't, don't come, come in come February now. winter's come the August. worst time yeah, to come come August um come July yeah yeah no doubt um so you know, I know right now you're doing Young Life. Uh, you're you're, uh, you're still a Young Life leader, right? I am, yep. Yep, uh-huh. so uh, do you have, like, a vision with where you want to go with that? You know, just because I know you, you told me, like, just turned 39, you got yeah. a baby girl coming here soon in the next couple weeks. So mm-hmm. what is your uh, your vision? I mean, you know? Yeah, you pro- professionally with ministry, um, uh, COVID, COVID's taken a hit, uh, oh, yeah. has really hit our all of us. All of us, yeah. Um, but our Young Life area um, – uh, some folks have, have just decided to move on because, hey, I got to take care of my family and, you know, we got stuff going on. I might lose my job. So no, no disrespect. I totally get that. Um, and then you've got other folks who are like, hey, like, you know, when COVID's over and people get a vaccine, I'm jumping back in. I just want to take care of my health. And then you've got other people who are in other, you know, people are, they have all sorts of different perspectives. So we were just actually talking as a team and, you know, probably when, Things fully open up. We're fully able to meet, hang out with people with little to no restrictions. People get vaccinated and, 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 you know, whether you're pro or anti-vax, I'm not, I'm not just so, you know, I'm not on that train. I just want things to get back to that normal, right? That's what we're talking about. Um, man, we're already talking about what we're going to do. We're already talking about how to recruit new leaders, how to, how to connect with, um, school faculties and staff more. You know, I probably every month since COVID hit, I email the administration at Stillicum High School where you went, where I was leading. Yeah. Hey, if you need me, call me. Uh, I showed up to pass out lunches this summer when they needed extra hands to pass out lunches. We brought other leaders. Clover Park School District, which is our, our neighbor school district where you and I are at, we had leaders showing up there to help do stuff. So I think the next step for Young Life is just to do the thing we've always done, but to mm-hmm. do it with a full-throated effort. Like, let's jump back in. And let's see where we can serve, not try to come in and say, hey, we're going to do a bunch of stuff. Like, let's just come and let's help our community heal and be restored. Let's do all those things we need to do. And as doors open up, let's figure out what we can do to have some fun again. You know, Young Life is about relationship. It's about having the adventure of relationship. And it's about sharing the gospel. And you know what? We can do all those things, but we just want to be able to do them with one another in person, uh, not as many masks. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel and so you on that. We yeah. just want to keep, we want to be prepared to have those opportunities. So we, we're dreaming right now of what that might look like. We're looking for ways we can continue to serve. And we're also going to be looking to just say, hey, um, let's pull in some more leaders. Some, let's pull in some college age leaders, yeah. some adult leaders and whatnot. And so that's the vision for right now. Um, just to rebuild and re- if you, if you're a risk fan, if you ever played risk, um, um, once you go expand, get some territory, you have to fortify um, is the idea behind risk is you build, you conquer, you get new territory, and then you fortify what you have so that you can continue to build. And we're in a fortify mode right now. We just got to continue to fortify so that we can be ready to keep moving forward. I think that's a cool thing. Cause you guys have really, you know, 
that that mentality of like do the most you can with yeah. what you have. Yeah. Um, because just during COVID, I followed you guys on Instagram and mm-hmm. even doing uh, the online giveaways and going yeah. on live. I mean, you guys are doing the most you can. Yeah, man. Gave away free ice cream right this summer. Yeah. Gave away free nachos last month. Matter of fact, we just threw out uh, any of our leaders have a great idea for this next month. We want to do something. I want to jump on this podcast with you because I, I miss my guys. You know, I'm probably going to call our boy John after this because I've been thinking about him ever since I was driving over here. Uh, and so, yeah, we're trying to do whatever we can. Last night, we were on Instagram Live talking about love, sex, and dating and just keeping it real, talking about it from, you know, why. this age. Yeah, that's to, yeah. exactly. And we we're talking about, uh, we kept it real about, hey, you know, it's not, you know, the questions came up about having sex as a teenager. And we were just like, yo, Let's tell you why we believe what we believe. We're not just going to be out here telling you God's going to like strike you down with lightning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think the, the worst thing you for know? people, yeah, the worst thing for people is when it things come off as like don't do this, don't do that. And that's 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 yeah. that's the end. But when you come off with like no, we're not afraid to talk about this, and, uh, and we'll give you reasons. It's yeah. like okay, open discussion and comfortable. Exactly, but that's it, what this is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the whole dynamic of you know awkwardness almost yeah. of just like uh we just don't do that yeah all right leave it alone okay yeah. let's go you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't work god's not scared of your question so i don't need to be either mm-hmm. you know and we give we give why and, and here's the other part you may not agree and that's okay i'm not there's no if you choose to do whatever you want to do good bad or otherwise hey i'm still gonna love you open dialogue it's open dialogue that's i don't yeah thing. i don't need i'm not in the people management business i'm in the people loving business you know what i mean so yeah that's an awesome thing, man. And um, I think just to just just to say, like, you know, do you have any some uh, on Young Life? That's awesome stuff you guys want to do. And like you said, with COVID, I mean, it's really hard to do what you guys do with with uh, how COVID operates with the yeah. mass social distancing. I mean, like, OK, wh- you know, what can we do? It's like yeah. it's, it's just kind of difficult. But I'm glad you guys are, are finding your ways. Um, but I wanted to ask, yeah. is there anything like, you know, just some personal life things, just goals and things you want to do to, to improve uh, yourself maybe? Yeah, man, I, you know. a lot myself. Yeah, bro. <laughs> 2021. <you> know. <laughs> a lot of goals. Yeah, bro. And, hey, man, I want to give you a shout-out because ever since I first met you, Kaz, you've always been so thoughtful. And there was – I don't remember what it was you said, but there was something that – someone said something, and it wasn't – what they said is irrelevant. But it was one of those things where, like, everyone in the room was like, yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. And it was, like, it might have just been something random, like sports. I don't know what it was about. But I remember, like, you said, you asked a question. We were hanging out with just a group of guys. Maybe I don't know if it was one of our, we used to do Thursday morning breakfast, or I don't know if it was something else. But you just said, well, what about this? And it was, and I just remember thinking, like, this guy. I what, yeah, I don't remember what it was either, but I think it was at one of the breakfasts. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it like, because most teenagers kind of think the same, like, like you know what I mean? Or they think a similar wavelength. Mm-hmm. And I love it when I see a young man like yourself who thinks a little bit differently and you're willing to ask questions. You're not saying you're right. You're not saying you're wrong. You're just like, hey, what if I think about it this way? Or what if I go this way? And I just remember looking at you and thinking like, man, this kid's deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This kid thinks differently. And I was like, Yo, I can rock with this. I can, this is the type of dude I can get with. And, you know, we have a mutual friend, Dane. And I know you Dane, and Dane yep. connected real well. And you guys. I had Dane on the podcast. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. I forgot about that. You guys would have these deep conversations too. And I'm like, man, I respect that. I dig that. And so, so number one, shout out to you, bro. Keep doing this. Our, um, our journey, right? Make sure I want to say podcast, right? our journey yep. podcast and all that good stuff. But goals for myself, uh, number one, I'm having a baby girl here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I, I'm taking some time off um, pretty much the whole month of March and a little bit of April um, just to hang out with my wife and my girl and 
and our extended family and just to figure out what life is like. Um, uh, backstory. So I'm 39. This is my first kid. Um, my wife and I have been married for about eight years. Uh, we really struggled with infertility um, for about five or six years, about six years actually almost, mm-hmm. where we couldn't get pregnant. Uh, there was no reason why. Um, and it was a struggle, bro. And it was, it was really hard on both of us. And we got, we got to a place in the last two and a half years where we started sharing our story more. Um, my wife joined a small group of other gals who battled infertility. Um, I was meeting guys who were going through it in their marriages and it ended up being a real healing process for us and others. And so, uh, this little girl, Camille Elizabeth Johnson, um, is a true miracle and is a true um, uh, she, there's more to her than just her being born, uh, because she represents so much of the investment my wife and I have made in our relationship with each other, our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with people like you cause and other students, uh, that we've worked with for the last eight, 10 years of our lives, because for years we've always treated the kids we worked with. Like we want to, we want to love you and lead you um, like we would love and lead our own kids and we want to come alongside. It's a great approach. Yeah, man. The, the vision of anyone who's in youth ministry work, my job is not to be your parent. Okay. My job is not to be your best friend. My job is to come alongside you and your family and to help you live God's vision for your life. Not my vision for your life, not your vision for your life, not even just your parents' vision, but the God vision for your life. And if your family aren't believers, that's fine. We can still love your parents and love God. If you're not fully a believer, that's fine. I'm going to pray that God gives you a vision and gives you a hope. And so no matter where you, or if you're, you're perfect and you're walking on water, amen. I just want to be there to keep encouraging you. Yeah. So Kendra and I, my wife, we always treated us working with kids like that. So it's fun now to be able to um, lead our daughter, even though she's going to be a newborn, we want to love and lead her and parent her just imagine, in that same you're way. You're just like, wow, just the things we're going to you know, be able to do in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want her to see us, and this sounds crazy, I want her to see us fail. I want her to see us succeed. I want to teach her about the right and the wrong. I want her to meet guys like you. I want her to meet other kids we've worked with in the past. And I want her to be encouraged. And I want her to know that she can um, grow up to be an awesome woman, awesome woman of God, an awesome friend, an awesome leader that she it can be that person that she can dream however big she wants to dream and do whatever she feels like she wants to do. And I honestly believe knowing you, like she, I, she's going to turn out awesome. She's going to do great stuff. I, I already feel it because funny enough, my dad, you're 39, right? Yeah. My dad actually had me at that same age. Okay. Yeah. And just, I think it's just, there's something about it that like the wisdom that comes yeah. with that and just the stuff they can, you can teach your kids yeah. over those. It's just, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask me why I'm the way I am and, the deep it's like it's honestly because of my dad a, a big part of it is just he's given me a different approach yeah he's, he's not giving me the mentality of you know someone in their 20s or 30 and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. it's just it's a different approach yeah. because my dad you know he um like i have uh, siblings that are like i have actually a sister that's probably like not uh, my my older half sister is like about maybe four yeah four years younger than you okay, that's like yeah. my oldest one mm-hmm. um so my dad has literally been raising kids since yeah. like the early nineties. He's learned a lot. Learned a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Cause he could have had um, his kids. Cause those are my half siblings and I have a, a full sibling. Mm-hmm. So he, he uh, partially helped, you know, raise them. Yeah. And then my sister came along and then me. Um, but he just, he's, he's been there in it for a while and he could have got married younger and had kids younger and, you know, been done with the whole process yeah. a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. But 
the wisdom, as I said, that comes along with, with having kids yeah. at that age and then being able to share with them is, is awesome, especially because yeah. what you guys have done, yeah. you, I mean, your it's like your whole mate, you know, main career and like life yeah. has been like centered on, on helping the youth, helping yeah. kids. Cause uh, Kendra is a preschool teacher. Right? Yeah, she is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, we hit man. all both ends of the spectrum, literally <laughs> zero to, to the, your it, whole adolescent, your whole uh, uh, child exciting. life to it's, adolescent. So life. you guys are gonna be like the gurus, it's like, <laughs> like Kendra. I hope so. Yeah, preschool. It's like boom, and then and then you come along. All right, welcome to middle school, high school. Exactly. Let me you, this, you know, <laughs> I know. I've always said uh, jokingly because some people think I mean this seriously, so I always have to preface this is a joke, y'all. Um, Kendra will take care of the kids from zero to nine. And the second they hit double digits, that's my, that's my wheelhouse, right? That's, that's the lane I understand. But yeah, but uh, nothing wrong uh, with that. My uh, dad uh, used to do juvenile detention mm -hmm. work. And the funny thing about, and my mom, it's just too weird. There's too many connections there. (laughs) My mom, she used to uh, do daycare. Nice. So my mom literally, like, I remember like what you said from age zero birth basically yeah. up to like when I was nine or 10, mm-hmm. my mom was like pretty much involved in the majority of my life yeah. for sports, school events, after school club, just everything, you know, mm-hmm. signing papers. Yeah. And my dad, I really didn't start to talk and get to know and grow with my dad until I got probably around 12, 13 years yeah. old. And after that point, because it's different. And then probably being a guy that's part of it too. Um, yeah. But just, but especially the age, there's yeah. just a difference because then it's, you know, mom's they have a different role. And some people are like, oh, it's not true. And everyone has their own circumstance. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's the right or wrong way of doing it. But, man, our situations are really similar yeah. with, well, with my parents and how you guys are. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy to me. I, yeah. And it's a cool thing, though, yeah. because you guys, like you, all these different age groups, it's just going to be really cool. I'm yeah. honestly excited to see it. Yeah. You well, know, Camille, 20 years from now, I'll be like, hey, Camille. Exactly. I had your dad on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be calling you up. Hey, Kaz, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> Man, it's going to be wild. Like, yeah, I don't know. Time is just crazy. And I'm starting to realize it now. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm only 19, but it's just, it's still weird to me to yeah. think that like, wow, you know, like I was part of young life and that was a year ago now that I yeah. graduated. It's just like, what is going on with time? Yeah, like man. 20 years, it's just wild for me to even think that 20 years from now, yeah. you know, like I'll just be chilling and be like, oh, yep. yep. You know what I mean? Bro. It's I, weird. I still remember the day I graduated high school. 21 years ago. I yeah. still remember it. I still remember my first day of high school, 24, 25 years ago. I still remember it like it was yesterday. It's crazy. Now, granted, they lost my schedule on my freshman, the first day of my freshman year. Yeah. So at Lakes High School, class of 2000, shots to the, all the Lancers out there. Um, uh, they lost my schedule. So I sat for like the first two or three periods because they lost like 10 or 20 kids' schedules. So literally, it was like one after the other. Like, for instance, let's say it was you and me. Cause you're first. They fixed your schedule. They kicked you out. Next person, they fix their schedule, kick them out type of thing. Yeah. Go to your class. And I was one of the last people for them to finally fix their schedule. I think third period was the first whole period I sat through because I think I came at the end of second period or something like that. That's crazy. So, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Just the amount of experience is just like that amount and collect over time. And then sometimes you almost have to sit back and <laughs> think about it and be like, wow, I really did do all that. Yeah. I think about it as like because I've moved around quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, even when I was living in Florida, we'd go mm-hmm. be in one apartment this year and then another apartment the next. And then even here in Washington, as you know, I just yeah. moved into this, this yeah. house where I'm at right now in August. Before that, I was somewhere else. So it's always like a transition for yeah. me. Um, but it's weird to just think like, wow, all this. I was here at one point. Mm-hmm. I was doing this at one point, And I look at my phone and see pictures. Yeah, You almost forget about it until you mm-hmm. until you take the time to reflect. But yeah. that's, that's why you. Hmm? That's the other cool thing about you, Kaz, I think, too, is is you've had a lot of life experience 
in your 19 years, every time I talk to you, I feel like I hear that in your voice and I hear that in your stories. And I think that also gives you a lot of perspective too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's, you know, there's always somebody out there who, and when we talk about experiences who might've had it worse or better, yeah. I don't know, you know, cause like uh, mm-hmm. I had Sadiq on the podcast and, and just knowing him and some of the stuff from where he comes from coming from Africa, I'm like, man, whew, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the things you got to go through. So I, I think it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it could be, I think it's a perspective part, but it's, it's also just how you individually decide to look at your own life. I think a lot of people have had, you know, a lot of things happen to them, yeah. but maybe they just, maybe it's the way they approach it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. People like it to me, uh, you know, like for instance, for dating, you know, I've only been in so many, I haven't been in that many relationships, but I talked to some people who have been in a lot and it's crazy because they almost don't realize like, you know, they don't, it's like, I don't know how to say it. I'm not, I'm just not trying to sound bad on it, but it's yeah. like people don't want to learn from some things, you know mm. what I mean? It, and it's, That's it's real like, talk, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it could be anyone, not even just my age. I've talked to some people that are like 10, 20 years older than me. And it's like, wait, you've gone through all this, this, and this, but they're still like, you know, it still doesn't seem like they're learning from what they've done over and over and over again. Yeah. <sighs> That's real, bro. That's yeah. real. So I think a lot of it, what it comes off as is like, maybe not so much a thing of, um, just, who's had more experiences and it's, it's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's really perspective. Like when you look back on it and really take the time to reflect of like, Hmm, what have I gone through my life? How has this made me who I am? Yeah. You know, how can I fix the things that maybe mistakes I might've made in the past mm-hmm. with whatever it might've been? Um, all it's about to me with life, my simplified version of life. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has one yeah. <laughs> is just to always try to be improving from who you were the day before, you know, that's all you can do. I mean, really, because, um, we all have flaws. Everybody has problems, but if you can just try to improve who you were and not hold grudges against places, people, or things, Mm -hmm. it's the best thing to have. Because as we talked about, uh, just a second ago with moving, you know, Mm -hmm. how much more peaceful it was to just get to a point of being able to accept like, okay, you know, I like Florida for what it was. and I like Washington for what it was, but I don't have this thing where I hate living here and I want to go here. And until I get here, I you know, until I move this place, I won't be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. perspective, perspective, biggest thing. Um, I had a coach that said, uh, similar to what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, if you get 2% better every week, you get over 100% better by the end of the year. Wow. You know, uh, and, and turn your 2% into whatever you want to turn it into. Maybe yeah. 2% is, um, hey, I want to read one more book a month. Uh, I want to learn... Uh, anything anything yeah we make it like there's a standard of something it's it's your personal stand yeah yeah but if you just figure out what your two percent is every week and by the end of a year you're over a hundred percent better that's really cool yeah that's that's what you're saying yeah exactly that's exactly that's a great uh, analogy way of putting it i mean it's just having just that that can that growth small um small victories Mm -hmm. every day leads to like you said a year from now or however long six months you're like wow I've actually made a lot of change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. But, um, to kind of, you know, get to uh, wrapping up the podcast, um, I want to ask you if you could tell, I mean, that was a great piece of advice just a second ago, uh, the 2% that you heard, but if you could tell one thing to somebody listening, uh, what would it be? Just piece of advice, you know, man, you're, there's, you know, a lot of things come to mind. Even one thing you said, you said, don't get bitter. You know, you said, don't get bitter to those persons, those places, those things. I mean, 
like part of me wants to do that. Um, um, uh, you know, here's what I'll say. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that when I share, when I speak, whether it's young life, you know, I, I, I preach a little bit at church. I have a lot of other connections of relationships I have. I often say, uh, I love you. God loves you. and There's nothing you can do about it. You know, if you've hung out with me for a week, you've heard me say that. Um, and kind of tying into the not being bitter, but and loving people and loving God. Well, um, I, I'll just say, man, understand that like that we, we have been given amazing opportunity. This is called the, our journey, right? Podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been given amazing opportunity. We have been given life and breath and relationships. We've been given this beautiful planet. We've been given, even even in our worst, we've been given so much. If you can understand and have perspective on life and perspective on on the fact that every breath you take is a miracle, you know what I mean? Like, like if you can just have that perspective. True gratitude. True gratitude, yeah. Like, there's something powerful about that when you just look at life and you can just be so thankful and so at peace and so content. Now hear what I'm saying. Don't, don't make goals. Don't make plans. Don't strive to make something great happen. But if you can do it from a place of peace, no bitterness, um, the, the, the great idea uh, that um, our brothers and sisters uh, who are Jewish, uh, the great idea that they have this idea called Shalom, right? Um, nothing broken, nothing missing. It's perfect peace. Shalom. You know, this idea of Shalom is probably the most beautiful idea that there's nothing broken, nothing missing, perfect peace. Um, this, this, this serenity, use, pick whatever word you want, like finding that place and finding truly finding that Shalom can only, in my opinion, can only be found in, in Jesus Christ. When you find that, Man, it does. It changes the game. It changes the game. So do what you need to do to find that place of gratitude and peace, um, no bitterness and, and shalom. Work, work hard at that. And it will make other parts of life make sense. Awesome. Totally agree with that, man. Uh, appreciate having you on today, Eddie. Um, yeah, brother. It's, it's been a great talk. Awesome. You know, hopefully I can have you on in the future. One yeah, day. We, for sure. We'll do it. Hey, one more shout out to my man, Kaz. Yo, everybody, like, share, subscribe, thumbs up, five stars, all that good stuff. This is a young man who has so much character and integrity and has a wonderful heart. You guys need to keep supporting him, showing him that love. All right. Thank you. All right. That's the end of the show today, guys, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye.